Welcome to the Time Blaster Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. On each episode, we will select a random review for a very special giveaway. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. We also want to hear from you. Ask us a question on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskTimeBlasterPod, and we will try our best to answer as many as we can on the show. Welcome back, listeners of the Time Blaster Toycast. The following Toycast is scheduled for nostalgia with a 60-minute time limit. Introducing first, returning to the Toycast with the line that started it all. Four series are in the books, and after a brief hiatus, not only from our discussions, but also two superstars in this line had a brief hiatus in Series 4 and are returning with a brand new look. Eight other superstars making their action figure debut. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking 1993 WWF Hasbro Action Figure Series 5. And now for your hosts. They are weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and the fanfare of figures with actions. While they love talking about has-been toys, these two has-bros love talking WWF has-bros the most. They are the reigning, defending, toy cast tag team champions of the world at the Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. Oh yeah. Dig it! <laughs> That was an awesome intro, Dave. That it was, was like one of the greatest. Has been, has bros. Wordplay. Play on the words. Wonderful stuff. This is a pro over here. Yeah, so Hasbro Series 5, guys. We've been waiting a while to talk about these. And how do you talk about Hasbro's without first talking about the, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the most iconic ad in the history oh, of man. all magazines, of all Absolutely. literature, baby? We're talking the Undertake Them All two-page spread. I remember exactly where I was when I saw this ad, and I don't think I ever spent more minutes of my life looking at a right. magazine yep. than I did at these two pages. The same two pages. For, like, probably literally a year, like, for real. So, you know, sometime in 1993, I'm in I'm in Southgate Kmart, yep. the only Kmart with an upstairs, as I've once said. Yep. And uh, get to the magazine rack, get the WF magazine, open that front cover, boom, two-page spread. Undertaker with just, he's just in front of what, like 20 figures? And he's showing you, here we go, guy. He's showing you the next four four or three, depending on how you look at it, series of figures. You know, like, for the next year, this is what's coming out. And so many characters that we wanted so bad. And it starts here with series five. You got ten new figures couple dudes you know are remakes different versions of themselves but like dave said in the intro eight new hasbro figures that we never had before 1993 let's go pretty decent uh variety of a lineup here yeah for sure very colorful absolutely that's yeah. what i was about to say it was extremely colorful every every one in the spectrum right if you will and i mean we're we're do we want to just start and get the the two big megastars out of the way or do we want to save it. them for last i i I think I want to save them for last, so let me... Okay, so Series 5, 
on the internet in the world mm -hmm. is uh, ten figures. Everyone says it's ten figures, but for me, the longest time I always thought they were these were two different series because they I got them at different times. They came out months apart. The print ad says that both of these uh, sets of five are available now, but it was months apart that I got these as a kid. So I want to talk about them in two sets of five. I want to talk about uh -huh. the first five I got. That's a good idea. Um, and then we'll talk about the second five. So the first five, this lineup is wild when you look at it on paper, yeah. like that these five dudes got shipped in a case together. It's like Hasbro was trying to not sell toys, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, they had one star. Yeah. We've made enough money. <laughs> one one cool character. I think they were banking on Sid being a huge, huge Yes, they absolutely. They but absolutely. by the time these toys came out, Sid was long gone. So here we go. First five. So you got Sid Justice. <clears throat> you got the Warlord. You got the Mountie with his shock stick. You got Virgil. And then rounding out that first five, you've got Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And guys, when you close your eyes and you picture you picture the anvil, what do you picture? It. Go ahead. What do you picture? I picture him stroking the beard in that pink. Yep. And doing his maniacal laugh. That's what I see. I don't see this gym. Okay, so yeah, everyone on Earth's picturing LJN style. Yeah. You know, Hitman's about to tag him in. Yep. He's gonna hit some power. And what moves. gym do we get, Keith? We get Jim in his pajamas. <laughs> he is literally wearing PJ pants. He's got checker style boots. So this is the, you know, this look now, looking back, when you picture it, you think of high energy, right? High energy, yeah. You think of Owen Hart and Coco Beware wearing their PJ pants, yep. wearing their checkered uh, boots. But, you know, what, six to nine months before high energy yeah. <clears throat> debuts on TV, the Anvil was sporting this look because Anvil and Owen were a tag team called the New Foundation, and this is what they were wearing. Mm -hmm. But it's absolutely wild that, Anvil's only representation in the Hasbro line is in this look that he donned for could not have been more than three or four months. You think they did that so he uh, wouldn't look so similar to Brett in the toy line? I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess ha it's Hasbro trying to like, get be different colors and in trying there. to be current because yeah. that is what he's wearing. And, but, you know, so. eventually he does match Owen. Yep. So that's a tag team that like. Looking back now, people talk about all the Hasbro tag teams. Nobody talks about the new foundation no. in that regard. But, I mean, they are a tag team from that era. Yeah. But, yeah, crazy figure, crazy anvil figure. Dave, what did you ever have this anvil? What do you think of this with his little tiny head and his PJ pants? <laughs> yeah, I had all these guys. I had everyone in this this series. And um, I I actually really liked the anvil figure quite a bit. Really? It was. I mean, I liked the action, that clothesline action. Yeah. Um, I mean, you did have, like, you know, you could you could mix them up and tag them, but like again, you know, I belly flip these guys. Yeah, they were all independent from what they were on TV. So Jimmy Neidhart, he was a pretty good flipper, and, and you know, I, I like the clothesline action. A good build. You could do a lot of moves with Jimmy Neidhart. He had okay. he had a wide base. I don't know why I'm calling him Jimmy Neidhart all of a sudden. <laughs> I were calling that the big rhino, Jim Neidhart, the big rhino. But uh, but yeah, no, um, I I. I mean, I always was an Anvil fan, so yeah. it was cool to have an Anvil figure. I never had the Heart Foundation LJNs as referenced a couple episodes back. So getting a Jim Neidhart yeah. was The uh, likeness was is pretty good on that face with the goatee. Absolutely. I can dig that. I loved. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Well, the thing about these first five figures that, you know, to me, so I remember, I never, I don't remember ever really seeing these in stores. I know this Undertaker Mad comes out. And all I want are these figures and months and months go by and I'm not finding them to the point where I'm like, I don't know, man, maybe these are just never going to come out. Right. And then one day I come home from school 
I open my bedroom door, and my mom has displayed across the top of my dresser. She's got oh, she the, set it up for she's you. She's got these five boys carded oh. in a nice little formation, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's on. But this is spring, summer '93. It's got to be spring because I was in school. So yeah. let's say spring '93, and that you know that lineup of five guys: Mounty, Sid, Anvil, Virgil, Warlord. I don't think any of these dudes were on TV. At all, maybe no, Virgil. Maybe Virgil has like a jobber, jobber. Yeah, ninety three. Mounty might have still been around. No, no, no. they were Quebecer. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think he was even a Quebecer yet. Hmm. This was like this year, this ninety three. The next couple series. This yeah. was the first time where it's like the dude and the guys runs in the company were getting shorter, and by the time the figures were coming out. This whole Undertake a Mat ad, when you look at it, by the, when you're getting these figures, 80% of these guys are not on TV. Right. It's like not until you get to like Razor and Sean are you even getting anybody relevant. Um, so, yeah, so you got Anvil. Um, you got the Sid figure we can touch on real quick. Sid Justice, he's long gone by the time the figure comes out. Yeah. Pretty cool. He's got the Gorilla Press. To me, not tall enough at all. They should have no, no. found a way to make him bigger. Yeah. Well, he's got that little bit of a hunchback going yeah, on as yeah, well. Yeah, forward a little bit. Power bomb action, but it's really like just another grill press guy to me. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, so the same in the same set, another gorilla slam guy. You got the warlord, which visually awesome figure. Oh, looks, looks so cool. Big warlord fan huge. here. Look how much bigger a warlord is than Sid that as a Sid's figure. Body, yeah, but I mean, warlord was a giant man. Yes, yeah. That figure is really cool. He's got his entrance mask. He's got his entrance gear on. Cool, cool figure. But again, warlord, you know. He was not on TV in 93. Not in 93. No, not with that look in 93. No, I mean, he was done in early 92, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, and, but I was stoked to get a Warlord figure. Oh, yeah. I loved the Warlord. Yeah, Warlord was cool. Uh, I mean, honestly, out of these first five, I guess the, the top two to have would have been Mountie and Virgil, right? I mean, Virgil, he's not around at the time, but Virgil had a very successful 91. Yeah. Virgil's been on TV our whole. You know, dude, ever the since last we five watched, years of yeah. us being kids. Yep. So to finally get a figure of Virgil, he's got that gear that he wore when he first broke away from DiBiase. Right. He's got the cool mechanical uh, Jake the Snake punch and Why don't action. you tell the people what's special about your Virgil? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm getting these figures out for the podcast today, and I realize, I look at my Virgil, I turn him over, his back... <laughs> Is signed. It's autographed by Virgil. My my Virgil Hasbro is signed by Virgil, and I know, despite being in a locker room or at a show with Virgil yeah. multiple times in my life, I never had him sign my Hasbro. It's so interesting. I know, you know, I was telling Joe the story. My original Virgil Hasbro, uh, you know, probably nineteen ninety eight. I attempted to make a custom Stone Cold Steve Austin out of Great Virgil. Idea. Yeah. So this must have been one I picked up along the way. So were you going to make his shorts, jean shorts, on the Stone oh, yeah. Cold? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And you know, he already had the bald head. Yeah, he's so perfect. He for just kind of had to add a goatee and then paint him. You know. Great idea. Flesh, you know, Caucasian flesh tone on the top of the body. Mm. But yeah, so you got Virgil, and then you got Mounty. Looks awesome as a toy. And the thing about my Mounty that is the best thing. He's got a shock stick. He does. Look at that. That's got to be like the smallest, <laughs> easily lost Hasbro oh, yeah. accessory ever. No doubt about it. Yeah, no, Vir I like the Virgil toy, but the Mountie toy, one, I mean, we're not there yet. Mountie's probably going to be my top three. 
Okay. I love. I, I, I can agree. With love that, this yeah. Mountie toy. I mean, I don't know. We'll get there when we get there, but. Yeah. Just a cool looking toy. I mean, Canadian Mountie, you can't go wrong with that. You're a big boss, man. This is, mm-hmm. you can finally do that rivalry oh, with, with your rivalry. toys. This is Mountie in his, um, you know, pre match gear, right? Yeah. Yes. His, his and the toy edit gear. He's got yeah. the full yeah. long sleeves. He's got the gloves. He's got the hat. Much like on Undertaker when we talked about it, you kind of wish the hat could come off, yes. but sure. still very cool looking toy. Yep. Look yeah. Look just like him. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mountie figure, excellent figure. So you got those top five guys. Do you, you know, kind of remember where you were when you got any of these guys? I don't really have a story other than my mom hooked me up. I got them all at once, and that was all. it for me, yeah. I know I got one of them at Target, but trying to remember which one yeah. is Which rough. one would you have wanted out of these five? Jim. Yeah. yeah. You want Anvil? Okay. Yeah, more yeah, than likely. Well. Yeah, but if I would have saw the Mountie. Yeah, I was I definitely, mean, out of these five, down, I was definitely most stoked. I don't have Mountie. any memory of seeing Mountie in the store. <laughs> Sid. Sid was the guy I wanted the most oh, in the yeah. series. I um, wanted to update that... Uh, the Galoob. Yeah, yeah. The Galoob. Galoob said the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the posable there, the power bombs. I mean, yeah, like, you know, I liked Psycho Sid. Well, he wasn't Psycho Sid yet, but I liked Sid Justice, Sid Vicious. Um, and I always liked the Warlord, but um, the one I cared about the least was Virgil, but I feel like Virgil was the first. I'm, I know for a fact Virgil was the first one of the series I had. Really? Um, but it was nice to be able to do the feud with, with Ted DiBiase. But then once I got into the flipping the dudes, Virgil was actually a pretty good flipper, and I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> Virgil. Well, yeah, like I was telling Joe, Virgil was a staple on TV forever, so yeah. his figure was pretty cool. But yeah, by the time he comes out, you know, nobody's talking about Virgil in yeah, 1993. This away. is like new generation era, you know what I mean? So, you know, the neck, you know, so these five come out. I have them. A few months go by. I'm still looking. I don't, um, you know, and eventually I can remember where I am. I'm at the Toys R Us on Michigan Avenue. Okay. That's Dearborn. That's Dearborn, yeah. And uh, we could talk about the Toys R Us in a second. Absolutely. Um, and I remember I'm walking down the aisle. There is uh, the store is being stocked when I'm in there. Oh. So there's boxes all like down the aisle. And you're peeking in. This is back in the day. Like <laughs> the dude was just pulling boxes out and sticking them on the floor in yeah. front of where the stuff where they goes. go. Yeah. And I'm walking down the aisle and I'm at the wrestling figure section. I'm getting close. There's boxes on the floor. Ooh, boy. Open the box. It's these guys. Oh, man. I did a cartwheel in the aisle, man, <laughs> because the next five guys in series five, you know, if the first five were not that impressive, this Dude, five, this five right we got here. some brothers in here. So we've got Macho Man Randy Savage, number four. This yes. is like Macho, the way Macho's looked on TV for years yeah. at this point. Yep. He's got the jacket with the tassels. He's got the cowboy hat. First Macho without glasses it is. in the Hasbro line. Yep. Um, you got Hulk Hogan, number four. It's the first Hulk Hogan figure without a shirt. Yep. He's in his actual, you know, once the bell rings type of attire with the bandana on top. Right. Um, and then you got the figures. I'm well. You got Skinner. I wasn't that excited would, to have Skinner. Yeah, Skinner's okay. But you got the two guys I was excited to have. Mm-hmm. My two favorite figures from this Dude, set. I'm about to you agree got, with you. You on got this. my boy Irwin, I R S Irwin mm-hmm. R Scheister. What a workhorse! This guy for years on TV. Dude, putting we're just in the watching work. him putting in the work all the time. To have his figure at this point in his 93, he's relevant. He's yep. one half of the tag champs with DiBiase and Money Inc. You have to have Irwin. And then my favorite, uh, one my of the favorite goats. worker of the whole bunch right one here. One of the goats. From Cocoa Beach, Florida. <laughs> the man, the myth, the model, Rick Martel. So happy to get the model figure. Model's run in WWE was, was kind of odd, right? Like, he's in it till what, probably like late, maybe early 93, Rumble 93 is probably yeah, there. Yeah. But then he'd like go away for a little while. Then he'd come back for a few months. Like yeah, All he... in 93, probably up to 95 was like that. Yeah. 
But model, dude, oh, man, love that guy. So happy to have his figure. I love the face expression on IRS. Oh, yeah. It's it, great. Again, I mean, with you with you guys on, on these, I mean, weird to me that they didn't split up Hogan and Savage with each. Like, well, yeah, that's, yeah, right? Yeah, like, try that just shows sign. you how yeah. big that Sid was supposed to be. Oh, yes. He was to supposed carry to be his own the, wave. Yeah, 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 more or less. Yeah. And, and you figure, like, Sid came in as a baby, and then by WrestleMania 8 in 92, mm-hmm. he was a villain, and these are coming out a year after yeah. that, and he was yeah. gone. Yeah. But, like... Savage and Hogan were there. They were staples. They were reliable. It was a long time to go between figures. But like to guys point, IRS and Rick Martel, these these guys are thrown in here mm-hmm. and I was happy to have them. You needed good bad guys. They were the best of the bad guys you had. Yeah. And, and the Skinner figure, much like the Mountie, awesome action figure. Looks, yeah. yeah. Awesome Translates action figure. Action figure Super toyetic, right? right? Yes. Like that Skinner can be anywhere. He can be in Jurassic Park. Dude, he, he looks be... like one of the one of the raiders <laughs> later in the yeah, line. Dude, he could be fighting Indiana Jones. Like yep. he could be yeah. anything you need him to be. So and I think it goes to the point too where it's like Steve Kern, great wrestler, but like not marketable. Yeah. You, Skinner almost you know, you always hear about like the the, the inside terms WF like creative services and they're creating costumes and they're creating gimmicks and characters and finding guys that fit them. Yeah, I always sometimes wonder seeing these toys if they had this was like, hey, right, we got we got Alligator Man as a toy. Yeah. Who's gonna play Alligator Man? Right. You know, I you you joke about like box of gimmicks, but it's mm-hmm. you know, it's, hey Steve Kern, he's from Florida. He wrestled alligators before. Right. We've got this concept, which is going to sell toys and look like a cool toy, and let's yeah. throw them in the gear. Crocodile and... Dundee ripoff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and you see it with the Mountie of Jacques Rougeau and yeah. IRS, and you know these guys jump out of toys, and then you see Rick Martel, who we all love, great oh, wrestler. Yes. But I mean, how many random ten-year-old boys that aren't giant wrestling fans are going to be like, I want this? I want this guy in the pink underwear. Like, come on. Right. I'm like, I'll take him. <laughs> right. We're going to love the Martel figure, but in comparison to everybody else in the line, he ain't going to sell to anybody that's not a wrestling yeah, fan. Absolutely. Yeah, makes total sense. That's why you, th- I feel like, man, if the model figure came with a little bottle of arrogance, that could have been the oh, one thing yeah. that took him to the next level. Yeah. But at this point, this is where 93 is when Hasbro kind of, these figures are great, but they're starting to cut corners for sure. Yeah. Guys are getting remade a lot. You'll we'll see it, you know, in the next few series. Yeah. You know, Ric Flair, he's just straight up Rick Rude with a different head. Yes. Uh, Berserker is hacksaw Jim Duggan with a different head and a claw. Like yeah. they're starting to reuse a lot of parts, and yeah. you know, I'm sure the budget wasn't as high as it once was. So to have you know like a accessory for model just wasn't in the cards. Yeah, the right. profit margins were getting slimmer. Yeah. yeah. Right, and really with the with the shock stick, they basically just cut the handle off the nightstick and <laughs> pretty much yeah that's I mean, pretty much it it is a literal toothpick sized piece and that was the only accessory in this whole set yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean and yeah it makes sense that they would cut back like that and when you look at the guys in the line you, you, you wonder why business was starting to go down for wwf yeah at this time and sad sad note there yeah so yeah so 93 obviously the popularity of wrestling is starting to wane. It's not as big as it used to be. And the same is true with these Hasbro figures. You know, while they're a huge part of our childhood and we love them, I know, like, in the case of both of these sets of five, like, I find the first five, or my mom finds me the first five, I get them. I find the second five, I get them. Outside of those times of finding them, you didn't really see these figures in stores much, right? Like, when you would go to Toys R Us in 93, the wrestling figure section 
dwindled. It just, it just kept shrinking. Yep. Like, in 90 and 91 and 92, it was probably 15 feet long. That's the whole aisle. And then it just kept getting smaller and smaller. And during this time, 93, you know, what, maybe eight pegs if you're lucky in yeah. Toys R Us? Because they weren't ordering as but many I'm figures. But yeah. I'm not finding wrestling figures in Target in 93. I don't remember really seeing them, uh, you know, at Meyer, like maybe a couple here and there. Yeah. But wrestling figures in general, way less popular in 93. And the opportunity to find these guys was pretty small where you know you were i was lucky to find them all you know in batches and then just get them all in one shot right yeah i don't remember i mean most of the guys we got were from toys r us uh that i remember buying in person but well, again most of it was just gifts and just random yeah, my, gifts. my great aunt would show up and uh you know i feel funny this is where i really remember so you're what in third grade at 10 fourth grade at 10 fourth grade three yeah. fourth yeah so my aunt on Fridays, my great aunt, uh, she would pick us up from school mm-hmm. on a Friday afternoon and take us to McDonald's, and we would go to Toys R Us. And Dude, what a day! Could I come? And uh, <laughs> you know, we would get our McDonald's, we go to Toys R Us, and we would go down in Southgate Toys R Us. There, if you're coming down Trenton Road, there is a uh, like you got behind was that like a senior home or something? Oh, a little shortcut. The little shortcut, but she called it the Magic Alley. Oh, because because. If you were on Eureka, Toys R Us was very visible. You saw the front of the store. But she was like, she's like, all right, we're going to the Magic Alley. And to us, when I was young, much, 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 much younger, I was like, oh, we just make this turn into the senior home. And next thing you know, we're at Toys R Us. Like, it was a Magic Alley. (laughs) So I haven't got to tell this story yet. I meant to tell it back in a couple other Hasbro series. But, like, these guys, I remember going to Toys R Us. She'd pick us up on a Friday. We'd go, and we'd get to buy a toy like she'd buy us each a toy i mean my older brother and my younger brother who actually wasn't in school yet but we, we picked one out for him so this whole series um was pretty much bought at toys r us i'm pretty sure i remember getting like a couple as a gift but i remember getting like older brother grabs jimmy Nightheart, i'm grabbing warlord and we're getting macho man for my younger brother or whatever it was like right. at the time and and that's how i remember these guys it was my great aunt taking us to toys r us and Within a month, we had them all pretty much, and that's awesome. The magic, the magic hey, man, alley. The magic alley. The like end that. result is Toys R Us. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. And Another it's... T-shirt idea. <laughs> the magic alley. Yeah. So, you know, talking about the second five of these figures, getting them at that Michigan uh, Avenue Toys R Us in Dearborn, I just wanted to touch on that store real quick. So, you guys remember Toys R Us? You, cl- you know, you're a kid in Toys R Us, right? In yep. the '80s and in the early '90s, the aisles are like. As far as the eye can see, right? They went down the whole store, yeah. Yeah, you know, you get near the action figures, you hang a left, you Mm -hmm. look. It's 25, 30 feet, both sides, floor to ceiling, toys. And, you know, so there's the main action figure aisle, and then normally if you'd go one over, that's where they'd start putting some of the clearance action figures. You could get a real good deal in that aisle. So that's Toys R Us, you know, in our minds. But somewhere along the way in, like, probably the late 90s, Toys R Us changes their whole floor model. They flipped it the other way. Yes. Well, not only that, but like all the like the action figures. I don't even know how to describe them, but the fixtures were almost like in the shape of an X. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There'd be like little pods you'd go in and you could go around. And yeah, I hate that. I, yeah. But the thing about this Michigan Avenue Toys R Us is it never it never changed. changed. Yep. It never changed until the day it closed. So you yep. could go in there in 2007 Long and buy aisles. your Jack's Ruthless Aggression, and it had yeah. the same aisles and it yep. had that same feeling where it's like. 
you just turn and you're like, dude, there's 30 feet of toys in front of me. That's why I loved it there. I love that store. That's where I bought all my ECW figures. Okay, and the, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, a lot of Jack's classic superstars during that Jacks time. There, yeah. Because it was the one Toys R Us that had that old school feel. Super dim lighting in there. Yeah, yeah. Because Toys R Us like used to kind of be dark. Yeah. And the toys were like touching the, the ceiling. <laughs> so it blocked yeah. the lights. And uh, yeah, so Michigan Avenue Toys R Us. I loved that yeah, place. Yeah, that was a great Toys R Us. <laughs> it was a cool store. So did we go through the action of these these five? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess we really didn't. So Macho is a classic jumper, Yeah. Yep. which, you know, I'm not a real big fan of the jumpers, but if I had to pick a good one, Dude, I'd pick that Macho. Great look. Because he's got the bent elbow. Yeah, yeah I'm going to cut your hair, brother, with <laughs> yeah. the fingers. <laughs> he's got the bent elbow to do the elbow beef drop off arm. the top yep, rope. Yep. <laughs> it threw some tassels on the beefcake arm. <laughs> yeah, yep. Hogan's got the jab action. He's got uh, yeah. Hulkster the slam. Body as, no, it's not the same body as Jake, right? No, he's a little beefier. He's a little it's beefier. It's the most pale Hogan by far, yeah, right? Yeah, where's the hot yeah. dog tan? It's the this first, it. like, flesh-colored Hogan. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then who IRS has got the stomping action, which is that? No, DiBiase too has that. He's, it's the called greens. the right off slam, but yep. it's it's the lift elbow. the right arm and the left or the right arm and the right leg lift, so he can stomp a mud hole in you in the corner. And walk it dry. Uh, model is straight up model? Macho Man Series One body, right? Yeah. Except body. his wrist tape's actually painted this time. It is. Yeah. But it, not the part by his fist. The arrogance. Oh wow! Yeah, it's over the splash. knuckles. Yep. And then uh, Skinner's got that action that Warrior Three had, uh, and Giant Gonzalez will one day have, where you kind of hold him by the head oh, is he and push him down, and his arms go oh, forward okay. and backwards, which kind of a weird action. The Gator sure Breaker. What, the Gator the Breaker. Gator breaker. <laughs> not sure what wrestling I don't think I ever did it that way. But I don't know. And he do a reverse DDT as a finish. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you know I remember doing that a lot with that figure, but not using the actions really. Yeah, Virgil but, also a jabber like yep, Hogan. Jabber. But yeah, I mean a really a cool set of figures and I mean it's the first it's the first ones you get from this iconic uh ad, you know, the Undertake yeah. them all. So once you get these 10, you've got half the figures in this magazine spread and yeah. you just got to get the other half this side, which yeah. is broken into the next two series. So there's going to be series 6 and series 7 to come. 7 is the yellow card series. Series 6 is the last of those original blue card figures. Yeah. There's only 6 of those. Um, you know, when we do talk about those series, I feel like we'll probably have to maybe put those two together just because there's not yeah, that, many, that many figures yeah, and, that, and that makes sense too and, and the ironic thing about this undertake them all is you don't get your nut you don't get your second undertaker figure out you know, of all I, these I, 20 guys 20 I thought plus about guys. that undertaker is the pitch man yet there's no where's figure. my figure yeah no 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 undertaker figure no bret hart follow-up figure yet like, well they're coming in the next they're, yeah they're an eight there's, but, there's one more set over yeah, here we can't but 93 your top guys, your top baby faces are Bret Hart and The Undertaker. I know. That's what I was saying earlier is, like, the lag. They're is, always behind. This is the most evident the lag is. Yeah. Is, like, these are coming out in 93, most of them in late 93. And these looks are, like, 1991, man. These are, like, Some, two yeah. years old. Sid? When is Sid gone? Like... I mean, WrestleMania, all of these, just, I look at this March. and I go, WrestleMania 8, which is yeah. uh, March, yeah. of, March of 92. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, Anvil, that's pre-WrestleMania right. 8. Warlord is, like, not relevant during no. that time. No. Um, this look of Virgil well, is... That, is, is, is eight, is it 8 or 7 with Warlord and Davey Boy? 7. That's full Nelson match, and okay. And Virgil, this is him in, this is WrestleMania 91. 7. Yeah, so gear. it's it's 91, 92. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, like, two-year lag on these figures. But I think this just kind of goes into the whole production of... The, the toy world then as well like it took longer yeah, to mass produce toys than mm -hmm. it does now i feel like within six six months they could have 
whatever gear a guy wore six months ago and be out and mass produced on shelves. That's what AEW is well, yeah, doing now. Yeah, to your point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it, wild. It doesn't take nearly as long as it did to produce toys. It's all these actions, then brother. either. Gonna do these actions. But then with Hasbro too, I mean, how many lines did Hasbro have in '93 that were probably outselling these? Oh, geez, yeah. Wrestling was probably definitely kind of lower on the list. Yeah. I mean, but GI Joes were kind of not as popular in '93 as well, right? Or no, no, GI Joe was on fire because in '93. Well, they—that's the year with uh, Street Fighter. Yeah, that's when they Street dipped Fighter. their toe in Mortal Kombat. So they, they probably the they probably had a little spike. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Super cool, iconic toys. I love um, them. You know, we've kind of hit them all as best we can. But I think maybe is it time, guys, to start thinking about top three? Top three. Let's do it. All right. So yeah. So let's go. Let's go top top three on these bad boys. You guys got a? Uh, anybody got their list ready? I need to think for a second here. I've got. I've got my top. I've got. See, I've got like a top six from playing it's like i've got three that i love playing with and yeah, then three yeah. that to me just were the that. coolest um i, I mean i can go first two uh, i'll kind of talk about all of them yeah. within going here yeah like the the two guys that were my as a kid my favorite guys in the whole line as far as watching the real life wrestlers were sitting the warlord and yeah. you know ricky martell but Sid and Warlord, I was a big fan of him as a kid, these Super Jack guys, but the Gorilla Press action, I hate the Gorilla yeah, Press action. So they don't get in my top three. Yeah, yeah, okay. yep, but it. Rick Martel has the mold, great wrestler. He's got that mold of that macho man we talked about. Uh, I don't think the Shawn Michaels. No, Shawn Michaels will be this body. So, yeah, Jetty, like, the like this body, be this mold. Best, best body. Best body. So, like, Rick Martel automatically goes in my top three. I loved him as a wrestler. Mm -hmm. So good. And then he's got the perfect mold. Great flipper. Multiple time, like, main event guy for me. He couldn't mm -hmm. get Demolition Smash for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, you, know, you know, he was just a good, good flipper, and he had a great look. And I didn't mind the pink as a kid, but, again, big wrestling fan. So Rick, so Rick Martel's in my top three. One. He's in my top three. You guys want to do all my three, or you guys want to take one at a time? One. We, could, I got we, one. Could, we could bounce it around. So Rick Martel, absolutely in my top three. Okay. Yep. Like, maybe number one, just because, like wow. you said, the body is the perfect, like, if I had to pick the one, you know, Hasbro mold, that's it. Mm -hmm. You yeah. got Macho Man, you got the model, you got Shawn Michaels and Marty all sharing the same body. Mm -hmm. That's that's when you know you got a good mold it right is. there. And then, yeah, like Dave was saying, the model... Go back and watch old wrestling. So I do it every go day. Back. Go back and watch 1989. Watch 1990. And I dare you to find anyone who takes better bumps oh, in geez. that rock hard ring. Dude, you than won't. Rick Martel. You won't. He committed. Watch old wrestling. That ring is so hard. These mm -hmm. guys find the most inventive ways to not take a flat back bump. Yeah. My man, Mr. Perfect, Kerr Hennig. Yeah. One awesome dude. He doesn't even take back no. bumps like Rick Martel. He finds ways to not take back bumps because mm -hmm. that ring is so hard. And we Rick Martel her. gets in the ring, shoot him off, back body drop, Dude, flat. Boom. What a worker. Dude. Rick Martel. Love the guy. Thankful that he finally got a figure. I probably would have rather had him in the powder blue Ooh. with the mullet. Yeah, even the purple. Yeah. Yeah, eh, purple would have been, but you know, I'll take him in pink. So yeah, Rick Martel's in my top three too. Well, I might as well just get it out of the way and, and pick Rick because <laughs> Rick was in my top three. Okay. You guys have put it perfectly. There's really nothing more I can add. Please Rick do. Martel, the goat. That body. I mean, it's perfect. Please add more to Rick Martel. I, I, what else could I have? He's just the greatest. Let's just keep pumping his dude, tires over here. We're just going to put him over big time. He love deserves it. the model. Yeah, the model's the man, dude. I would take the model in any color. I don't care. Gotcha. He okay, deserves. so what? 
So we all agree models in our top three. Absolutely. Dave, you got a second one you want? I'm going to I'm going to go with the alligator man Skinner. Okay. I mean, really he cool toy. No, I he mean, looks great. he was he is he looks awesome and he was a good enough mold to where you could do a lot with the Skinner figure you're playing with. Again, wish the hit was removable, yeah. but um, I, I really liked the Skinner figure. It was really cool, really cool toy. One and thing they could have really turned made the Skinner just a little. They should have put some like chaw dip like, <laughs> yeah. from the Make side his of his cheek. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like a big well, puffy cheek with just some dip hanging out. A little callback to the Red Man Chew. I mean, uh, yeah. If you saw him just in loose in a bin with other toys, you wouldn't even think no, he's no, a no, Hasbro no. wrestler. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, I love it. But Jimmy, it really makes him stand out. Skinner, yeah, he, he's going to jump up in, a, in my top two. My number one's going to be tough. There's two guys that are going to be fighting for it. But I'll go with Skinner as my okay, so, second uh, guy. Skinner's not going to be in my top three with his molded hat on his head, but a guy who does have a molded hat on his head that is in my top three is True. the Mountie, right? Yes, Jacques absolutely. Rougeau, another excellent wrestler. I know, I know a lot of – I don't think Jacques Rougeau gets the credit he deserves. I think a lot of people kind of don't think he's as good as he – I love – I thought he was a great wrestler. I think it goes to the whole, like, out – like who he was as a person outside yeah, okay, of the ring sure. blends that with all the like the when you hear the legends and yeah. other guys that share the locker room yeah, with them. I mean, you watch those, you watch old shows as much as I do, and man, this guy knows how to control yeah. a crowd. He knows how to get heat, and it's just man, those French Canadians, dude. The French uh, so, Canadians. so I'm watching. Go back. There's a superstars. It's on the network. You can watch it. It's the Quebecers debut. Remember? I oh told yeah, you this so good. Years ago? Quebecers debut match on Superstars. This is '93. Yeah. Jacques Rougeau does a package pile driver in the match. Whoa. In the match. You know, people like talk, oh, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens invented the. It's like no. Jacques Rougeau does it on WWF TV in 19. Yeah, who do you think Kevin got it from? Package pile driver. Yeah, didn't, he train, didn't he train Owens? Or Fellow po- Canadian. Part, he wasn't he part of Owens training? Owens I went to a different so. school up there in yeah. Quebec, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, there's I'm another sh- spot. Oh, Al- he's hitting Alabama Slams in 93. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, he did some wild stuff. So, okay, maybe not the, you know, the nicest guy in the world, but. Great worker. L- great but we're worker. judging his figure. We are, and the figure is awesome. And the that only one with gear. an accessory. Again, yep, that kind of edges you out when you got an accessory. Yep. So the Mountie's my number two. Uh, so, yeah, model and Mountie. Joe, who my you got? Number two, number two. Bro, I'm going with Irwin. Okay. Right oh, over okay. here. Wow. The old tax man. IRS, the tax man. I love the face. He almost looks like a Ghostbuster face. Can you <laughs> it see does. That? Yeah. That's like a Screaming Heroes yeah. Peter Bankman I mean, right there. It might not be like my favorite action, but this figure just looks amazing. Love I mean, the suspenders, of, the tie. Of the, of the ten guys in front yeah. of us, is there anyone who during this '93 and the subsequent years was on TV more, had more matches out of the? It's got to be. It's got to be Irwin. Like yeah. from '93 to '95, Irwin is yeah, like he's all over TV. A workhorse. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Macho really was only doing big main like main events. Wow, so Irwin yeah, was Irwin just was everywhere. everywhere yeah. Caring oh, absolutely. Absolutely, and I, I mean, that character. That look, falling down, Michael Douglas gimmick, slick back hair. I, I mean, he's in contention. So I said, there's three, three or four guys in contention for this last I know, spot. It's I'm hard. Not even sure. It's who like, my last one is. it's like we, we, we stick with the molded hats. You mentioned the Mountie. He's, he's, he could be my guy. Macho man, molded hat, very colorful yep. figure. Could be a guy, but he's a jumper, so he's disqualified. <laughs> IRS, much like Skinner, you got a guy in a suit. And you got IRS, and you could put him in a toy bin, and people might not know he's a wrestling toy. Mm -hmm. Great toyetic guy. Love IRS. Super beefy arms, too, on that IRS. 
And then I got Jimmy Neidhart sitting there staring at me, the old rhino. And he, uh, it's his first toy, and I'm a big Neidhart fan. And then have a cup of warm milk and go to bed. You know, you you got the, uh, (laughs) you know, you mentioned the Warlord disqualified out. I can't give Hogan, can't give Virgil. But I'm gonna lean towards IRS as my he my third guy. Into it. Well, that's who I had on my list originally, but I did want to give some love to Nightheart because I did like that figure oh, I gave it at the top. Yeah. But IRS gets my third spot. Okay, that, again, IRS. He so my third spot is between IRS and the man who I'm gonna choose over IRS. So IRS would have to be four for me. Number three's got to be Mach. It's got to be that Macho man. So you know, love hate with the jumpers. Not my favorite action at all. But I. It's okay but for the this gear, one. yeah. It's okay for this one. This is the first Macho Man to look like what you picture 90s Macho Man. Absolutely. And he's just like that look, that hat, the jacket with the fringe, the mm-hmm. pink pants with the white. It's just iconic, you know. So this figure comes out in 93. I forget which Halloween it was. Had to be 2004. Yeah. I dressed yes. as this. Yes. This yeah. was my Halloween costume in 2004. Perfect. I was yep. Hasbro Series 5 Macho Man. White coat. Did you walk around with fringe. your fingers like this? Yep, I did. <laughs> and it was the hat, the glasses. And it was before Macho Man had transcended into pop culture like he yeah. is now. Now you like you didn't see people dressing up as it was always like Hogan cosplay. Yeah. But you never really saw like there Macho was no Man. Detroit for Macho Man. Yeah, I was uh Dang, so gotta two, take a shot there, huh? So, yeah. t- <laughs> so two thousand four Halloween when I'm macho, nobody very, you know, maybe right. a couple people. Most people were just like, "Who, Who are you? What some are crazy you? cowboy like some guy? Neon um, cowboy are you, guy? Are you Rob Zombie? <laughs> yeah. Are you like a fluorescent Rob Zombie? No, I'm Macho Man. So, super iconic figure. Mach is the one. You know, looking at this lineup, like if I if you wanted one figure to like encapsulate 1993. Yeah, he's the yeah. one. It it has to be. The it one. has to be the colors. The, so yeah, the macho. Pink, and the only one with that vibrant like green. And in the yellow is different than Hogan and Anvil. Yeah, it's, too. It's, it's like a it's neon. Like a highlighter it's just yellow. original paint job on this on this Macho Man too. A great figure. He was just tough to play with too with those tassels. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, He's no, more I, like cutting a promo Macho. Beautiful. Yeah. Arguably the most like eye popping Hasbro yes. ever out of all series. You put all every Hasbro on a shelf, and I think within the first five people, people notice Macho. That Macho is going to be. Yeah. Quickly okay. notice. Yep. Okay, Joe. All right. Last one. Your third mm. pick. Who's it going to be? This Are we is talking about somebody new, or I'm torn between two. Um, I might have to do like an honorable mention. Is is that allowed? Okay. Yeah. I'm going Warlord. Okay. Oh, okay. I love it. <laughs> I gotta go Warlord. Yes. Now you know, yeah, the the press, whatever. But the way this figure looks. He's one. He's got to be one of the Dude. largest. Like just his the chest his wingspan. Yeah, and it, he's huge. I love all the all the paint hits, even on the knee pads and just all over this guy for for not having a lot of clothes on. Uh, they really put in the details. Mm-hmm. It's just I black and silver. And my honorable mention, it was hard to pick, but I mean Jim too. Like these two were neck to neck for me here. Okay, so Warlord's yeah. the one. Warlord's the one. Big beefy man. All right, so yeah. we did it. Everyone picked the top three, and you know, really cool line, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Series five is. I feel like this is the last series where we could really dive in on just that single series yeah. because six is only six figures, yellow card, and then the red, then the purple. So from here on out to the end, we're probably going to have to double up. Yeah. You know, it'll be six and seven and then eight and nine. So, yeah, really cool stuff, guys. Um, what are we going to talk about next week? Does anybody know? I, I have an idea. I have an idea hmm. that I want to throw out. Throw there. it out here. Let's hear I was, it. I, I was talking about it off here. I think we need to have a podcast 
where we're going to focus on one singular year. One singular yep. year. So in the yes. year I want to talk about first is mm -hmm. 1994. Okay. And what is it about 94 that is drawing you to it? It's just everything, man. Just I'm everything? thinking uh, there's we could talk wrestling in 94. Absolutely. 94 is definitely like when we're going to be playing a lot of video games. Yep. There's action figures still involved in our life. Second year of Power Rangers. There's just a lot of stuff we can yeah. hit on. So 94. I think what we should do is kind of like we did last week where we each came in with a few different topics. Okay. But let's have them focused on 94. So I'm 12. Dave, you're yeah. 11. Joe, you're 10. 10. 10 going on 11. Let's do yep. it, man. We're hawking 94 next week. All right. Nice. It might not be enough time. <laughs> I know. I 94 know. is a lot of memories. I know. All right. I like it. So, yeah. So, next week, guys, come back. We're going to talk 1994 in length. We might have to split this up into seasons. Might be like. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. January to March. Winter 94. <laughs> spring winter 94. I mean, 94. I can talk a lot of 94. So, yeah. Oh, so that'll be exciting. Dave could talk about NHL 94 for oh, 45 minutes. That'd be actually NHL 93 okay. and 94 because ah, they come out. I see. However. I have a lot of hockey. I'm mean, going to be talking my shooter tutor in 94. <laughs> Dude, let's do Is it. Is that the year Grayskull comes out and gets smashed? smashed? Is that 94? Probably around that time. <laughs> I'd have to really I'd have to really, really think about it. But in that realm, yeah, Grayskull, Grayskull got smashed in the mid-90s. All right, boys, you got your homework. Figure it out. Yeah, I do. 94. All right. Everybody put your listening ears on because this next episode will be crazy. I mean, all I'm going to have is sports and wrestling. That was my life in 94. That is enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there's your teaser, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know what you think about WF Hasbro Series 5. Leave a review, comment, like, subscribe. All that jazz that we've talked about here. Go back, listen to previous episodes. Let us know what you think about those. Um, and let us know. We got some questions and answers uh, coming up again soon. We're, we're, we're trying to make this happen to existence. That's one of our most popular episodes. So start sending them over. Start thinking about it. And then when we say, hey, send them in, you know, we're, we'll get them featured in the, uh, in the podcast as that will be coming up soon. And thanks again for listening to the Time Blaster Toycast. And we'll catch you guys in 1994. Leave us a review.